Hey everyone, welcome to the 143 Podcast with John and Emily Alexander, where we talk about things that we love, like God, people, including each other, sports, food, and everything in between. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk about leadership. That's right. <laughs> leadership. Interesting leadership. voice usage. Uh, nice job. Every time I get to that part now, and I have a little bit of a scratch in my throat. Oh, and so why? Well, you've just been singing and singing, singing and singing. Also, okay. fun fact, I went to my 20 year high school reunion and both places that I was at was the music was super loud, which was such a bummer because you're having just a bunch of conversations with people and you're like screaming. We both had our 20th anniversary. Yes. Wait, no anniversary reunion, reunion. <laughs> high school. <laughs> And I didn't go to mine because no. it was a wash shape, but they were the same day. Yeah, I was they just were looking the same at day. pictures fun? of the people who were there. Oh, pictures. Where did you find pictures? Facebook. Oh, <laughs> I don't think there was anybody taking pictures of ours. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> we're <laughs> talking about leadership. Great leadership. We love great leadership. Not all leadership. Yeah. Because, you know, if it's bad, it's kind of hard to love. Right? That's true. It's true. To are a degree, you, but I need to tell you, to disagree with yeah, me? I need to tell oh, you in no. general, I love the overall, overall, the idea of leadership. Yeah. I have a lot of empathy for leadership and leaders in general, yeah, because totally. leading is hard. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be in the crowd. It's easy yeah, to be yeah. the follower. It's oh, easy yeah. to be the one who says, well, if I was a leader, I would yeah. do fill in the blank. You know, mm -hmm. it's easy to be the armchair quarterback rather yeah. than the actual quarterback. Mm -hmm. So my point being, I just love leadership, good and bad. I mean, of course, I don't love bad leadership. You, That's frustrating. You empathize but... with the leader. Yes. Right, right. Exactly. All right, well, let me ask you this, because this will be fun. <laughs> What's the worst leadership moment you've ever had? <clears throat> Ooh, let's just get this out of the way. I've had a lot, but top of the list, I was youth pastor, very first real official job in Las Vegas, and, and the senior pastor, who I love, I do love, was giving me this you know, charged to kind of change the culture, change the camps they were going to. And so within like four months of starting this job, I presented to all the volunteer leaders who'd been there for many years mm -hmm. that we were going to take away their beloved summer thing that How they sent a few you? kids to. And I gave some vision of what we were going to do in replace of it. Uh -huh. And the meeting ended with people yelling cuss words and me sneaking out the back and not that they were going to beat me up but i thought they were yeah potentially yeah totally it was really intense now we we recovered from it who's but, we me and you or no the... no me and the yeah yeah, ministry yeah, team yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah uh -huh. but i just was so naive thinking i could just cast a little vision and convince people to take away their beloved totally summer experience so well let me flip it to you what's the worst leadership moment you've had well, I've never well, had any. I'm just a great leader. <laughs> never, oh my gosh. never had any bad moments. <laughs> wow. Why are you laughing so hard? Did you think that that was funny? That bit that you just said? You well, I just started. know that's what comes to your mind. What? Well, you don't think crazy. of like that. You don't carry bad moments with you. Oh, that's true. I don't. I don't carry a lot of bad moments, but I will say, I think that when when you were when you asked that question, honestly, the first things that come to my mind are the the times that I was in sports. So like bad, I mean, as a, as an athlete, I was a leader on the field. So like 20 years ago. No, <laughs> Gosh, I mean, I have had, I have had bad leadership moments when it comes to my direct reports too, like speaking, um, half truths, right. Or like 
you know, not, I, I care very deeply about relational connection. So anytime I have to give feedback, it's like, I'm trying to condense it into little, as little words as possible. So my feedback is clear and direct. I'm not always good at that, Yeah. but on this, on the actual, like ball field, I remember I told my coach to shut up once Ooh. in front of the whole team. Is that your dad? No, no, this is my college coach, <laughs> oh, which geez. I was just really, I was really, really mad and I was not playing well in a practice. I was also in a hitting slump, which, you know, can carry over from week to week and practice to practice. And he was just getting on to me. And it was, it just got to the point where I was like, shut up. Yeah. And it reflected in front of the entire team. This is my sophomore year, but I played junior college ball. Oh. And so as a sophomore, you're kind yeah. of like a leader on yeah. the field. Sure. So anyways, I just, yeah. Yeah. I can think of lots of things. Yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> had to take 20 oh years my ago. Gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, here's a fun fact. We had the exact same batting average our senior year. That is a fun fact. On you the count I. of three, let's say what it was. One, two, three. Three, three two. No, three, three two. Five. I'll prove it. Oh, I'll geez. look it up. You don't remember. You, well, of course, would add to yours. Yeah, of course, <laughs> man. Not only do I have no bad leadership <laughs> examples, but I also, of course, would fudge the numbers a little, too. Um, anyway, You do look really pretty right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Got Thank like you. an Adidas hat on. So you look pretty. Thank you. You're like ready for the fall. Totally. And you're ready to grab that laundry that just went off in the dryer. No, I was cleaning it. Cleaning it's what? The washer, you run washing cycles with OxyClean. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, Listen, I there's a few things. If anything ever happens right to me, yeah, just promise yeah. you'll clean the lint. Roller. Or no, the, out of the dryer. Oh, the Remember, lint you out don't. Of the dryer. And just run the OxyClean every once in a while to clean out the washer. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> those are the only two things you want me to do if you die. All right. <laughs> I think I can do that. Now that we talked about the worst leadership <laughs> moments, here's another fun one. What's your favorite Michael Scott from The Office leadership quote? Because he's like one of the best. Yes, leaders. he is. And we're going to break that down. I would say one of my favorite Michael Scott leadership <laughs> quotes is, would I rather be feared or loved? Easy. Both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a great leadership <laughs> yes. quote, isn't it? Let's actually, he's a great leader. Let's break down. I have a few reasons why Michael Scott is an, an incredible leader. Oh. Truly. So here's wow. a couple. Number one, okay. he's deeply empathetic. Mm, that is true. That is actually really true. When he shows up to Pam's art oh, show yeah, and no one, one else did. Yeah. And then he like not only showed up, but he also was so enamored by the picture that yeah. she drew of the parking lot and the, yeah. you know, the office that yeah. he bought it. Yeah. And remember, they have that moment where she like had no words. All yeah. she could do is just hug. Yeah, him. amazing. Was sweet. He's deeply passionate. He's very passionate. I mean, the Dundies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you don't put that much work into something that means nothing. Yeah. If you don't have passion. I think he's also a great leader because he's willing to take risks. Definitely. And fail. Like the um the episode. Oh safety training where yeah. he launches the watermelon off the thing. <laughs> yeah. He was willing to jump off the building <laughs> to show them. And another reason he values people more than the product and the yeah. process. I think that's important. I think that I think that's really evident in the final episode that he's on. Yeah. Because he 
he leaves. I think I'm remembering this right, but he he is he's actually leaving a day earlier than he told everybody. Yeah. And so it's sort of like follows oh, yeah. him saying goodbye yeah. to people. And then Jim kind of catches on like, oh, yeah, wait a second. Yeah, he's leaving. Yeah. And there's something about that, that decision that he made that just showed us yeah. the audience how much he and Pam, she didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And so she ran, well, yeah. not ran to the uh, the airport, but she drove to the airport and ran to try to catch him. Yeah. They embraced again. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sweet. Great. I love that. He's a great Okay. Leader. I know you, John. Yeah. I know you're a teacher yeah. at heart. So I'm sure you have like a list I of do. reasons why you love great leadership. I do. So besides the Michael Scott, <laughs> besides the worst moment, I want to tell you three reasons. Three. It's usually three. Is nice Is number. this like you have three, reasons. three or you I'll have two up on the and plasma. then as you talk? No, I've got three. You've, three okay. reasons why I love great leadership. Okay. okay first, yep. great leaders create great culture. Mm, you're right. They just set the tone. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they need to be loud and boisterous. Mm -hmm. and I think oftentimes we think of leaders needing to be front and center yeah. um, with the most charisma. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's true at all. Mm -hmm. I think some of the best leaders I know are actually quiet and kind of unbecoming, but mm -hmm. they set the culture by the things they allow or don't allow, the mm -hmm. way they celebrate or not. Great leaders set the tone for the entire culture. Yeah. No I, matter their personality. Yeah. I'm working they set the for tone. one of those right now. I'm working for Dave. He's great culture builder. Yeah. He accumulated a not so healthy culture. Yeah. And within the first year to 18 months, he just worked with his, like his team that was the closest to him, like his five people that reported to him. Yeah. He said, essentially, like you are the nucleus. And now there's about 17 of us that report not directly to him, but you know, whatever it, it's, it's sort of, or charted out. But the point is, is that that was that became the catalyst of yep. him like working his way outward. Yeah. And our culture, our music culture has never been yeah. healthier. There's yep. a lot of love and a lot of trust and no gossip. If you hear gossip, you cut it down. I mean, like he's just that guy who cares yeah. deeply about yep. having a great relational culture. Yeah. Culture sets the tone. We tend yeah. to think if we get the right systems in place, process, those, there's a place for those things yep. for sure. It's mm -hmm. not, they don't have to be opposed to one another. Right. right. But I'm telling you, great leaders set great culture, establish sure. great culture. Number two, great leaders make an impact. So the reason I love great leadership is that great leaders can actually move the dial, mm -hmm. whether it's in one person's life yep. or a company's you know, existence or a church's mission, great leaders can move the dial in a direction that makes an impact. Mm -hmm. By the way, you know, I think it's important to, when we talk about leadership, you're a leader if you lead a small group, coach yeah. a team, supervise mm -hmm. someone, lead your kids, teach a class, run a company. I mean, there's so many types of leadership. Every day, people have the opportunity to make an impact in someone's life, and yeah. you can do that as a leader. I, I will say that also when you ask the question of, like, what leadership mistakes have you made, I also was thinking about my kids. Yeah. I've made a ton of mistakes with my kids, and I really do think about being um, not just their mother, someone who's going to nurture and love and speak you know, good words over them, but also someone that they want to follow. That's yeah a leader that's sure. thinking about it in the mentality of a leader. I yeah. want to lead them well, and I want them to want to follow. Totally. All right. Number three, great leaders value people more than product. Now that's I've seen good. this done pretty good in the church mm -hmm. world, but this isn't always true in the business world. I know we have a mission and a vision businesses, churches do, 
but very rarely, if ever, are those accomplished without people. So as a leader, you have to ask yourself, do you know their struggles, Mm -hmm. their pains, their kids, their stories, their hopes and dreams? The best leaders value people more than the bottom line every single time. It's just true. Yeah, we have a saying on our, again, in my in my workplace, on our worship team, music staff, um, that we care more about who you are than what you do. And we want to make sure that people know that. And so as, you know, those first five people that reported to Dave became 17, it's like, now let's go and care for people. So Dave can't know everyone. I can't know everyone. I can't even know all the women on our team at the level that you're talking about, their pains, their kids, their hopes, their dreams, but someone can, and someone should. And it's, it's mandated. I think it's not to get too much into it, but I think leadership style and what a great leader um, is defined as has changed over the generations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, sure. you know, leadership books you'd read in the 70s and 80s and 90s, not that I was reading in the 70s, 80s, I wasn't born, but, you right. know, the Jack Welch, GE, the high command, high control, yeah. uh-huh. domineering leader, yeah. going to take over all. the wor- world, do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, that that type of leadership style has come and gone. Totally. People don't follow those leaders anymore. Mm-hmm. The people have way too many options, way too many choices. Yep. Just because you have a great bottom line doesn't mean you're a great leader. Yeah, absolutely. But what's challenging about the things I listed, they're really intangible. You can't really, can't really def, um, measure culture. Yeah. You can't really measure impact. You can't really measure what it means to value people more than product. It's easier to actually value the product. It's easier to value bottom lines, easier yeah. to value, yeah. you know, the like scorecard things you're yep. going after. Yep. These well, are because, intangible things. Because you can see them, you can see them on paper. If yeah. you're going to measure great culture, someone has to talk about it. Yeah. Someone that's not the leader. Yeah. Right. Because right. great leaders don't talk about how great, <laughs> great of a leader they are. Yeah. You know, it's true. So, well, can I tell you a few of my concerns with leadership? I mean, Okay, I've got some concerns. Okay. <laughs> because I do love it, but I also want to tell you why I think sometimes we should be concerned about how much we talk about leadership. And I think oh. sometimes we just overvalue its importance. Hmm. Yeah. And in Christian circles, we talk about it sometimes too much. I would say mm-hmm. you and I were just having this conversation. Mm-hmm. End of day, we're followers of Christ. We're yeah, servants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't, we shouldn't seek the first chair. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're promoted to that first chair. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're called to that first chair. Mm-hmm. But we should actually seek to be the one washing feet, avoiding recognition, yeah, seeking at times to live a quiet, obedient life. End of day, we're not leaders, we're followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we just overvalue its importance. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that. I mean, obviously, that's been seen from the outside world looking into the church. Yeah. You know, I got a chance to go to London not too long ago. And and Nikki Gumble, who's the senior pastor of a church called um, Holy Trinity in, in London and kind mm-hmm. of the leader of the Alpha Movement. He was mm-hmm. just retiring. He has just retired officially. Mm-hmm. But he said something like, the last thing I wanted was to be the leader. <laughs> I wanted to live a quiet life where I could walk around the neighborhood and drink sip tea with my wife Pippa. Yeah. It's classic. Pippa, English. <laughs> yeah, English oh couple. Oh my gosh, that's great. They're very sweet. Wait, what, Nikki? Nikki, Nikki and, and Pippa. Pippa. Come yeah, on. I know. I would follow. And it's true. Anywhere. He wasn't seeking to, but God had continued to ask mm-hmm. him to be that. But he was again quiet, unbecoming, humble. Mm-hmm. But I just think mm-hmm. sometimes we overvalue its importance. Another worry I have is that um, sometimes people are asking for it. Like we ask for more leadership responsibility. People think that they want to be the leader. Like mm-hmm. if only I could be the leader then, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you what I often say is you don't know what you're asking for. 
Totally. Leadership is really hard. Mm -hmm. There's challenges, there's criticism. It's you feel the weight of making a decision where mm -hmm. there are hundred percent no clear answers. Last mm -hmm. two years as a leader, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but two years of making decisions where there's no hundred percent clear answer. Yeah, That's who wants that? I don't want that. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I have <clears throat> learned a lot by by officially becoming a supervisor in the last year yeah. you know i mean the amount of times if i had a nickel for every time someone said to me welcome to leadership yeah you know, i'd be rich and i would have taken my money and ran how many nickels <laughs> i don't know that how, how many nickels nickels equals a million dollars what are you asking me? how many nickels do you think you would have accumulated because i mean that would you wouldn't i mean how you'd have to get a lot of nickels to get rich <laughs> I <hate you> right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> moving on you guys are like a dollar Nickels are like, you know, you have 20 of them just to get a dollar. I'm just trying to make a point of emphasis. You're totally screwing up. All right. Last thing. And then we already wait. are running over time. This In is... your opinion. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Uh, <laughs> I have a concern with leadership that there's a lack of character and integrity. It's yeah, destroying people. Mm -hmm. There's just a spiritual, emotional weight to leadership. And not everyone can, should handle it. There's times where every leader has yeah. moments of like, Absolutely. I don't know if I should be able handling this uh -huh. but some people succumb to it yeah. and give in and, and yeah. lose their integrity and lose their character in the lose process accountability and accountability I mean, people, to it people stop telling you i mean the higher you go the harder it is to get truth you know about who you are and yep. i think that you're right it is it is also a dangerous you know title it, it can be abused yeah for sure it is Okay, I've got a question for you. Okay. This is the last question. Well, then then there's the last, last question. But I'm trying to say, like, we're near the end. Wow, okay. Who is your favorite leader of all time? Like, personally, that I've ever had? Just That your personally, favorite. I have had? Your favorite leader of all time. <laughs> well, I mean, once again, I can think of lots of different people, okay? I will say... Um, a pastor that I worked for at St. Andrews named John Strayton, some man that I looked up to so, so, so much um, as a pastor and a leader. Uh, my friend Sue Leonardson, godly, wonderful, spunky woman. Um, I just love her. I think that the way that she led and loved people literally was second to none. We served on the White Bear Lake uh, campus team together, and I just a lot. Uh, Don Grafham, someone that I worked for um, at Eagle Brook. And we joke that he, you know, tried to pink slip me a lot. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. I think I was, uh, you know, I was very impacted by his leadership. Mm -hmm. um, I still take those things, you know, with me. Uh, and then several coaches that I could name mm -hmm. from Coach Shu to Coach Nye. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Lots of people. And then I would say that my favorite leader of all time, and I say this very, very genuinely, is you. Uh -huh. I feel like whenever I'm sitting in our creative arts team meeting that you lead, our entire creative arts at our church, or when I am standing on the outside of the huddle for the 10U, no, 11U, 11U, <laughs> you know, White Bear Lake baseball team i'm just it is your sweet spot it is when you are the closest to like who god has created you mm, to be is when you're you. leading people and teams and i don't i've like i'm never gonna get to be 
directly on your team. And yeah. that's a, that's just very genuinely, I'm going to say this again, very genuinely, it, it, that's a, that's a loss for me. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard for me to, to swallow that. Yeah. So. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. I mean it. You I can, mean it very sincerely. You can always be my official assistant coach, which I've always offered you to be. On the baseball field. Yeah. Yeah. But if we were on a <laughs> softball field. I'm your assistant. <laughs> I write for you as coach. Although we haven't heard from him. Good man. Yeah. Anyways. I know. That's true. Do you think we're going to end up coaching? I don't know. I'll have to check your Gmail. Did I put your Gmail? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> All right. Let's end with our favorite segment. Thank you for wait, those wait. words. Who's your favorite? Oh, I'm leader sorry. Of all yes, time? yes. Come on now. Well, you mentioned someone from St. Andrews where mm -hmm. we first started, but mm -hmm. um, John Hoganson was the senior pastor there. He's oh, recently passed away. Yes. But I happened to be there when he took over. It was a yes. prominent church in yep. the early 2000s and mm -hmm. um, had a long storied history. And he came in yes. and just the way he led through vision and change. Yes. And you're right. Um, one of the things that made him an incredible leader is actually dyslexic. Yeah. And so he was just so brilliant. Yeah. I, you often hear that about people who are dyslexic. They overcome so much. They just so brilliant. Yes. He understood people and yes. he could read people yes. and spend time with me and uh, mm -hmm. just amazing leader. Yeah. The way he started there was he, he taught me so much early on in my yeah. pastoral ministry career of how to start a job. Yeah. I've never forgotten those Before things. Before you came to Minnesota and took a job under his leadership or you were a part of, you know, that, that church. I will never forget John Hoganson would come down. I mean, I was 22, 23. I was a total baby in ministry and on staff. And he would like seek me out to ask how I was doing. Like literally I'd be in my office and around the corner would come the senior pastor, John Hoganson. He'd knock on the door and he'd say, Hey, I was just thinking about you. Like, how's it going? How's yeah. ministry? How's how are the kids like the student ministries kids? How are you doing? You yeah. know, and it wasn't just me. He did that with so many totally. people, but as a like new employee, I barely feel like I belong here. Am I making any significant contribution to this church? Yeah. He made me feel like I was, Yeah, you know, and I'd also say, I mean, you, you said me too, but I just look up to you as a leader too. I mean, you are oh, deeply geez. passionate, deeply <laughs> empathetic. You value people. You want to take risks. You're an incredible leader. Thank you. You should be the leader of so I'm like everything. <laughs> so I'm like Michael Scott. <laughs> the president. I haven't say when we're watching like a high powered lawyer show totally. or a like Madam Secretary, yeah. like that. Why yeah. don't you do that? What are you yeah. doing with your life? Totally. Or or even like a design, like a, a, a H show on HGTV. You're like, you should be a designer. You should be a lawyer. You should be a doctor. Yeah, you exactly. should be the president. It's not too late. <laughs> It's you not too late. People, way too much I don't know if you make a hard turn. What if you just started med school? Sure. Yeah, I need you to, <laughs> need you to, to support me all the way through med oh, school. Oh boy. <laughs> all right, let's end with our favorite segment. <laughs> okay. This has been a great one. This has been good. Really good. You can, uh, by the way, I think our listeners are going to be like, "Wow, John has come to life." Like you love talking about this topic. <laughs> no, and other I love topics I've been a dud. <laughs> <laughs> I want to well, go back to store and... shopping, for instance. I mean, I could barely keep you. <laughs> oh away. my gosh. I don't even remember. Is I there? <laughs> All right. Favorite segment. We're getting too long. What's your, what are you loving right now? Just keep it short. Okay. Just one to three words. One to three words. <laughs> okay. Dog park. Is that one word or two? Cause then I only have two, two left or one. Two words. Shoot. You know that. It's I not know. Like... <laughs> Listen, I love, I love our local dog park. Yeah. 
uh, we take Scout there. Yeah. I, I take Scout there. <laughs> Let's be careful no, I to say we sometimes. Yeah. I take Scout there. It has become very therapeutic for me. I get to walk around in beautiful nature. I'm, um, and it just quiets, it quiets me, but yeah. he also has the ability to completely run around up and down and over through trails. And it's amazing. Thank you. How many words That's was that? So many. <laughs> brilliant though ask me oh right you i forgot about you all of a sudden i forgot about you uh what is your what are you looking right now my i'm in the midst of a oh too many words staycation vacation yeah two two well two and a half weeks ish mm -hmm. took a little break yeah in between ish mm -hmm. it's but I stayed home all last you week. You have taken a beautiful now i'm going staycation. to now I'm, we're going on, on a vacation with family and just yeah kind of trying to live in the future up. sometime in the future you're and bad, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to trying to take a extended break as yes. best I can. Yeah, yeah, I love I'm that. Doing you, that. You have been doing that, and it's you great. have. We had we celebrated Maddox's birthday, which yeah. was super fun. Birthdays, he's, we did an episode on birthdays. Eleven. Yeah. And going into sixth grade. Yeah, we have update on Scout too. We should talk about Scout another time. Another time because yeah. we've ran out of time. Yeah, so we're leaving with this is our first cliffhanger. All right. We're leaving. That's all we got. <laughs> we have an update for Scout. We'll tell you some other time. What was that thing we fought about? <laughs> what you thought it was called? Not a cliffhanger, but a hmm. Hmm. clickbait. Clickbait. We uh, fought. That was a, that was a huge fight. This is clickbait. <laughs> is this clickbait? Yeah. No. <laughs> all right. That's all we got. <laughs> For the 143, make sure you subscribe so you know whenever we drop these podcasts every other week. Don't forget.